You know that feeling of when you're waiting on some type of news or information to drop? Like a call from your doctor's office or a come to my office from your boss. The worst. We're calling it anticipatory anxiety. And I want you to specifically remember this episode whenever you're having it because hopefully it's going to get you through today with Leah and our Mental Health Monday. Hi, my name's Kramer and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy, you're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What up? Yes, yeah, Monday again, man. What's up? What's up? Uh, this is a, uh, a podcast that's a daily thing that we do. Today's the 26th of September. It is almost October. We got three principles on this show. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. I'm going to teach you why they tell you don't go hiking by yourself, which is something that I do every now and then. But after this weekend, I don't know that I'll ever do it again. (laughs) I hope Uh, not. I, I woke up. Early Saturday, I don't have a lot, a lot of energy this weekend. Well, I did Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. Sunday, I've been kind of tired all day. <laughs> Saturday, man, I woke up. It was feeling like fall outside. I was just pumped and ready to go. So, you know, I get up at my typical 3.30 in the morning, just <laughs> rolling around. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for a hike, but where should I go? And so I go to that, you know, that website you taught me, Mom, that only in your state? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a cool website. And every state has one, by the way. It's called Only in Your State. And it's a daily newsletter that comes out and it's just things that are happening only in your state. Mm-hmm. So they had a hiking section. I remember. And so let me, I was like, let me go click around there and see what they have. And had Maryland's best hikes. And the number one, one that I found was this place called the, um, uh, great Billy falls. Trail. Oh, what, what was that? I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Yeah. The Billy goat trail. Oh. Uh, and I'm like, that sounds cute. Like, mm. I like, that. I like the sound of it. So it's only 45 minutes away. Mm. You know, keep in mind, it's like a, it's like a brisk 50 degrees. Uh, if I leave my house by six, I'll, you know, drive in the dark, but I'll be there by sun sunrise. Like it's perfect, mm. perfect, 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 perfect. Mm-hmm. So seven o'clock, I roll in, start heading down this trail, go down this magical next to this magical little lake. You know, the sun's just coming up. Everything's feeling just crisp and new and folly. And then I finally get to the trail. And when I start, I it overlooks the Potomac River, which is like beautiful. I mean, it's mm. like it's like this stunning, this stunning hike. Probably for the first half mile, I'm feeling pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, it's early, so there's I don't I only saw one other guy, but he was like way far away. So I was like, okay, it's just me out here. Mm-hmm. Um I get to a sign probably half mile in. And it was like, Hey, you're entering into dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. Do not go any further unless you're an experienced hiker. Now I got to be honest. I did very little research about this hike. I literally <laughs> went on pictures alone. Okay. Like <laughs> I didn't really mm, see how hard this was going to be. Mm-hmm. I just knew how long it was. Mm-hmm. I knew how far away it was. And I thought the pictures look cool. That's typically how I, how I do my hikes. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of, there's probably a lot of things I should have read, but I, uh, I did not. So I'm like, I, I hike, listen. Okay. Like I got this, I got real hiking boots on. Like I, <laughs> I hike like this, this sign is obviously those that are like new at hiking, not myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's continue. Start going down this trail. 
And then I quickly learn why it's called the Billy Goat Trail. Because literally, you have to like hang on to the side of the mountain mm. like you're a damn billy goat. Like you've only got one set of legs that mm. like, <laughs> stay, you, know, you know, goats like stand on the side of a mountain. Uh-huh. Like, I swear to you, y'all, like oh. you had to literally climb. And like, let, me, let me think of degrees here. It's probably, let's see if that's, if that's 90 degree, it was probably like an 80 degree angle straight up and probably mm. i don't know uh, 50 steps of it so just imagine it you're going <laughs> 80 degrees oh up barely any you know anything to step your foot on you're having to li- and like there's trail markers and you're like that can't be the trail right but mm-hmm. you see the trail markers and you're like holy hell that's the trail like i've got to go somehow figure how to go up this mountain some way somehow mm. um so I'm like, I, like, I look back, I look forward. I'm like, there's nobody, like, if I get hurt, mm. there's probably no one that's going to be able to save me because mm-hmm. I'm here so early. Uh, mm. I don't, I don't know that, like, I have to probably wait for someone, but I'm like, you know what? Uh-uh. I got this. Again, I've hiked at least 20 times in my life. Like, I... <laughs> I got literally zero gear. Oh, and even better, I brought no water with me at all. So oh. I got like nothing. I got there for some reason. When I pulled up the, um, I was like, I'll, I'll get some water on the way. I'll get some water on the way. I'll get some water on the way. And then literally I got there. And I was like, fuck, I forgot the water. Um, oh, jeez. So here I am and I've got a choice to make. I said, like, hey, do I be brave or do mm. I back out? I'm like, you know, I'll be brave. I'll be brave. I'll be brave. I can handle this. So slowly but surely, y'all, I climbed an 80 degree angle <laughs> mm. <laughs> one foot on like half of my foot on each step for probably mm. 50 steps <laughs> all the way up. Mm-mm. And luckily I made it, but I was like, I just, I don't think I could recommend anybody else in the world do this. Mm. Like I don't recommend anybody else. Like, my mom would be so mad at me. Oh, if she knew I did this. When you uh, gonna, sent me that picture, I so wanted... Well, that was nothing. I sent you the nice pictures. I didn't even send you the scary pictures. I know, but I wanted to send you a text that said, <laughs> I so wish you would not hike alone. <sighs> Love always your mom. Yeah, <laughs> Meaning I'm always going to be your mom and I'm going but to I worry did. about that. I had to really think about that, but I'm like, you know oh, what? Like I, gosh. I, I'm sure it's fine. It's in a newsletter. So like, I'm sure it's, <laughs> it's manageable, but it's honest to God, probably one of the scariest hikes I've ever done in my life. And I've done some mm. pretty scary hikes before. Don't mm. know why this one was so challenging, but, but well, I how did, did you I accomplish it. It was a, it was a loop. So I just, I was fine. I didn't have to go back down. I just had oh, to loop God. around. So, Hallelujah. but it was, uh, I'll, I'm going to post the video on my Instagram uh, today. I've already got it edited, but I'm going to post it today. Mm. And it's, you can see it's, <laughs> I think my legs are so sore today. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't, I just realized I'm not a real hiker. I'm just, I just think I am just because you own the <laughs> gear doesn't mean you are the thing. And I think that really kind of goes for anything in life, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you own nice cookware doesn't make you a chef. Right. You know, just because you have a nice car doesn't make you a race car driver. <laughs> and just because you own hiking boots doesn't make you a hiker. But luckily As I. Maggie's tennis instructor said she thought the reason Maggie wanted to play tennis was because she liked the cute outfits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Just because you have the, the gym outfit doesn't make you the, the athlete. Right. You know? So. 
probably need to true. just take it one step down from uh, from that level. Just one step down Ooh, would probably be be scary. best. You know what happened this weekend? I got asked out by a 26 year old, <laughs> and I'm kind of processing that right now. I'm kind of processing 26 now. Now, if you're new to our podcast, I'm 39, and I I graciously declined the invitation. Uh, but I wasn't sure if I should have or not. Now, nope. keep in mind, my dating life has been rather dry recently. <laughs> um, ever since being stood up at the uh, the musical a few months ago, I'm like, eh, I'm really kind of, I'm good. Um, so twenty, so yeah, twenty six year old. I got, I uh, went to my what is it called, like the filtered messages in my DMs, mom. You know what that means? No. Like the message request section. Uh huh. And you probably have some stuff in there. You just don't even know how to get to it. Oh, um, probably not. I, I had a message from a girl and it was along the sentiment of, hey, I have listened to the radio show for a long time and I I like this, 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 and this, you know, and I think we should go out this weekend. Oh. And I was like, wow, this first off, it's it's weird because it's, it's flattering, right? Like anytime uh-huh. somebody asks you out. Uh-huh. It's very flattering. Uh-huh. Uh, but then you have to like kind of stop for it. Cause I'm not like, this is not 2019 me. Like 2019 me was like literally like a floodgate of dating. If you know me from back in the San Diego days, you know that I would just date. I just, I, I loved it. Like it was just so fun for me, you know, like mm-hmm. I was just anybody, everybody. I want to go on a first date. I want to, like, I just want to experience it. I just want to, okay. you know, if anybody gives me like the slightest ounce of attention, I'll go on a date for <laughs> now. It's just different. Like, I just don't want to put on an outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Get all dolled up. Get all dolled up. Go sit in a bar and play a game. Go sit across from somebody for two hours. (laughs) That, like, it's not even going to work with. You know what I mean? So I I, I graciously declined. And it was a weird situation, too, because she used one phrase that really freaked me out. Because I I was, like, going back and forth with her. And she was like, well, I have to – the reason it's got to be this weekend is because I'm going back to school. And I'm like, going back to school? (laughs) I'm like, I haven't heard that phrase In 20 years. I haven't heard that phrase in, in, in a while. It's, it's been a while. Um, since anybody's, usually when someone says uh, back to school, it's usually take, taking their kids. Um, right. In my, in my age range. But I don't know. I was like, so I learned this phrase, this or this terminology last week, mom. It's called drafting season. Okay. Oh. And in the dating world, and I didn't know this existed. I, do, you, do you know what cuffing season is, mom? No. Cuff, cuffing season is where it gets cold. And yeah. so typically you'll have one person that's like your cuffing partner. That's like a partner. Like you don't really have to be boyfriend, girlfriend per se. Yeah. But it's like nobody's going to be, no one's dating when it's cold outside. And I know this mm-hmm. makes zero sense to, to 90% of people listening right now because either A, you're married or B, you live in a warm climate. <laughs> and I, I didn't really quite understand it until... I moved here, but like in, in the winter, nobody dates, right? Yeah. Like you just, you don't cause it's cold. Like nobody wants to go out. Like you really trust me. If you don't want to put an outfit, like when it's warm out, you really don't want to put a coat on to have to go meet some stranger. So <laughs> cuffing season is like where you just basically pick somebody and they're like your cuffing partner for the, for the winter. It's like hibernation with one person. Right. Hmm. So there's a new term I learned last week. It's called drafting season. 
where, and I'll, I'll read the definition of this. It's where people date freely and sow their oats. And if it's done right, they'll find a good match for cuffing season. Okay. Oh. So think of it like, uh, this is a, a sex expert. It says drafting in your, uh, drafting in all of your best possible options as the weather begins to turn. is just common sense. If you're planning on coupling up for Christmas. Hmm. So I get it. Like this is where people should be out, you know, dating and uh-huh. trying to find, cause like your, your opportunities are, are going to be slim uh-huh. in just a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So these are the tips for, and this is the reason I bring it up is because I failed. Number one oh. <laughs> tip. Number one in the cuffing season is be open to people outside of your usual type. Hmm. Now, 26 is not my usual type. And to be honest with you, the second that I found out she was 26, <laughs> I pretty much shut it down. Oh, yeah. Good. Like, I didn't even like really go much further than that. <laughs> Good. You know? Another example. There's a, a woman. I met a woman at, at Bark Social. You know, I did that event. Uh, just, just one that I had just met in, in quick. Um, and she had added me. and. I could tell that maybe she was going to try to get flirty with me, you know, mm-hmm. and I saw one of her pictures and she had a, a hat on that said, and this is no joke. It said blackout with your rack out. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? I'm going to have to probably de- define that for, for you mother and maybe a few others listening. <laughs> it means like drink a lot of alcohol and blackout. Uh-huh. And then also have your breasts. Oh. Like. <laughs> oh. Okay. Like basically it's, it's like, it's like basically it's like, think like summer, think like summer months and like you're wearing a bikini mm-hmm. and like you're just really drunk. You get and drunk I'm like, and take off your top. Well, you could just have it in a bikini. I would see that that would also be. Oh, got it. Accessible in this situation. I see. So I saw that and I'm like, Ooh, I feel old. <laughs> I mean, I am old now, I guess. I'm 70, almost 70, but now I'm starting to feel more like 90. <laughs> yeah, blackout with your racket. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. like, uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay. So after I learned about drafting season, I'm like, am I just too picky? Like, am I just, do I need to just completely lower my standards? Let me give you a few more pro tips for, uh, cuffing season for all i don't think anyone else is single on this podcast is going to go right over your head but at least get you up within the single world what's happening <laughs> uh and go enjoy getting to know anyone that shares your interest mm-hmm. keep dating in a fun and non-serious way as you figure out who you like best don't rush into making anything exclusive and don't feel the need to settle if no one feels right for you uh during your during cuffing season mm-hmm. so well, that's, uh, that's good advice for any season i would agree mm-hmm. um Mom, I don't know. Am I just, do you think I'm just getting too picky at this point? Like, do I just need to like, cause I, I see one thing and I'm like, absolutely not because that's like, let's take the, let's take the 26 year old, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just can't imagine it working out with a 26 year old. <laughs> like, that's just like my brain, my mindset's Ooh. like, she's 13 years, uh-huh. my junior, you know, <laughs> right? like, mm-hmm. But then I'm like, you know what? Does, is that the wrong way to look at this? Mm. Like if I see a young woman wearing a <laughs> blackout with your rack out hat, <laughs> should I look past it? Should I look past it? 
As just, your mother, I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, do you, do you think though? Like, like seriously, you hear that? Like, do am, am I being too? Is that why I'm still single? Because I'm just being way too damn picky. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you're being so picky. I think you're at a time in your life where you're looking ahead to the future more, and like. You don't really want to take a whole lot of time figuring it out. I mean, I, I think it's actually the opposite. I'll oh. take all the time I need to figure it out. Oh. I think that's why I'm I'm not dating people that have blackout with your rack out. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm in no well, rush. Uh-huh. I'm in no I'm in zero rush. Uh-huh. But then I'm like, man, if I pinpoint every little thing. That's exactly what I do is I just like drill through a list of like, here's why it's not going to work. So why even waste my time? Uh Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Well, you know yourself pretty well at this point. No, I do. And you know what kind, you pretty much know what kind of partner you're wanting. Oh, I do. And so I've got, I've got at least a good idea. Yeah. And And so I just don't think someone 13 years younger. Yeah. A woman wearing a cap. With that on it, it's probably not going to be your ideal woman. And a, a young girl that's getting ready to go back to school probably won't cut it either. <laughs> so this is my dating life. For those that wonder, because you've been kind of quiet about your dating life recently. Well, this is there it is. There's my dating life. So enjoy. Let's, uh, let's get to our quote for today. That's it. This is from Abraham Lincoln. I am rather inclined to silence. And whether that be wise or not, it is at least more unusual nowadays to find a man who can hold his tongue than to find one who cannot. Now, when when Abe Lincoln said that, it was during a political season. And I'm telling you already, yeah, (laughs) maybe so. I am already so sick of all the political ads on TV. I mean, it's it, like, I don't even watch TV that I don't, much. Yeah, I don't even, I guess because I'm not, I don't uh, watch a lot of TV. So, well, you know, we I'm not getting fed a lot of ads right now. Together, we'll watch the Braves play, and that's not too bad because there's not any time for, for ads really in that. But like on the news shows or any kind of just your normal channel shows, I'm telling you, every five minutes there is another nasty political ad. I am so sick of it. I'm not sure how this is our positive quote for today, but all right. <laughs> like, I'm telling you. Not real I'm positive. Not. Other than some people need to learn to just hold their tongue because I would much rather hear about what a candidate is going to do rather than, than hear a bunch of garbage. <laughs> Mom, about this is taking opponent. a weird turn today. <laughs> I don't. I don't like this quote. Can we go to a different one? I don't. <laughs> You have another gonna, one. I just you're gonna take it just, out. Okay. No, we'll leave it in. But I just I don't know. I, it's Monday. Like I'm trying to feel good and positive. And okay. I'm like I'm over here now. I'm feeling like anxious about the election. It's just like <laughs> uh, this is not this is not your lane. This is this is <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. Your, your last day. This is your last day of being 69. Like yeah, I just I feel is. like you gotta we gotta do better than this. Okay. Let me see. What have I got? I don't have anything. Well, I can go with something that's. That's kind of birthday-oriented. Some Maya Angelou. We delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. 
Mm. And I'm telling you, there she is. is. There we go, right? (laughs) I I mean, what just happened with that last quote? I don't know what (laughs) in the world. You've got the wrong show. Um, (laughs) Well, I just wanted to get that in there. Yeah, I I hear you. Um, I hear you. But yes, but this quote, I mean, now, you know, I'm thinking back on my life now, now that I'm going to be 70 and literally one day. you know, I'm thinking about that. All the all the tough times that I've had in my life, which honestly haven't been that tough because I've lived a very blessed life. Mm-hmm. But the tough times that I did have have made me all the stronger and got me where I am today, which is sitting on the lake doing a podcast with my son. I saw <laughs> a, a great quote by um oh christine a listener in san diego Mm. she posted it this week and i thought this was so good and i'm going to paraphrase it here but it said something along the lines of like you can't love the person you are today but hate the things you've been through Mm. something like that i was like damn that's really powerful you know what i mean like when i think about my life and i'm like man i hate because i I do like the person that i am right now you know Mm. i mean i'm not wildly thrilled with my life but um, I do like the person that I am. I feel like I'm like the strongest I've ever been. Yes. In this moment. And then I had to think about like, I wouldn't have, like, if I didn't lose my job and go through all that chaos, Mm-mm. if I didn't get divorced and go mm-hmm. through all that chaos, mm-hmm. like if I didn't go through the drug thing mm-hmm. and like all that chaos, then like yeah. I would, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Like for sure. There'd no. be something different than if I didn't do all that 2019, 2020 chaos, right? Yes. Um, so to love who you are means you really got to appreciate every, literally everything you've been through then, right? Yes. And I think a lot of us can say we like who we are, right? Yes. So I think you've got to kind of look at life experiences maybe a little bit different than you have. Mm-hmm. Because if you didn't go through them, you wouldn't be this person that you love today. And we have so like to- that kind of like shifted my mindset a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, because I still have such negative feelings about the job loss and mm-hmm. uh, the, the divorce is kind of whatever at this point. But mm-hmm. um, would I be as a strong of a person as I am today? And if I really appreciate who I am today, then there, I've got to have some level of appreciation for all the terrible things that have happened before today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and you know, we have to um, – I don't want to go real crazy deep into this, but, you know, we have to embrace our dark side. To be whole, we have to embrace the dark and the light. Because they're both a part of whom we are. The Mm. dark times and the good times. You know, the the bright Mm. times in our lives. Mm -hmm. But the the dark times are absolutely essential. Yeah. And we need to we need to embrace them and learn from them and forgive ourselves and forgive others so that we can be more in the light. Yeah. Um for ourselves. See, isn't that so much nicer than your first quote? <laughs> 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, certified fans, before we get to Leah, we'll say hi to you really quick. Thank you so much. This is the point of the podcast. You know that when they come on, they think that they're um, on a, a flight and they think they're um, frequent flyers and all that. That's kind of like this part of the show. <laughs> we just want to thank anybody that's a certified fan. Thank you so much for taking the time and the you know, $6 a month to support us. Really, really appreciate you. This yes. podcast is not possible without you. Just know that. And um, we are uh, we're looking for a few more people this month. Now, Mom, you know we we set a goal uh, mm-hmm. to have s- uh, ten new uh, ten new certified fans for your birthday month, right? Correct. And as of Friday, we had four, mm-hmm. but then Sunday rolled around, mm-hmm. and somehow we got two more. <gasps> That's awesome. I don't, I don't even know how. It's like not even like a real. That's. Awesome. It's like not even like a real work day for yeah. us. So I was like, okay. People were chilling out and just listening to the podcast. I guess. Said, I think I'll go on over there. I guess. Join that awesome fan fam they talk about and see what they're talking about on that page. Our yeah. um, our latest certified fan is Abby H. Abby H. lives in Duluth, Georgia. Mom, are you familiar oh, with Duluth, Georgia? Oh, am I ever. <laughs> Um, actually, we may just have one new certified fan. Oh, um, I can't, my, my sheet's kind of screwed. Let's just go with one right now. Okay. We'll be excited tomorrow if we have two. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'm excited so for one. <laughs> Abby, yeah. Abby H is our newest certified fan from Duluth, Georgia. That's kind of near where we grew up, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. We used to live there I, back in the day. It's been a big part of my work life. Yeah. So uh, mm. let's give some love to Abby H, our newest certified fan. And her number. Is uh four four eight. Four four eight. Excellent. Okay. Whoop whoop to Abby H. I'm so glad you're here. I hope I know you. If I don't, I hope I'll get to know you better on our fans page. And yes. thank you for signing up. We're grateful for you. We just need five more people. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> five more people before the end of the month to hit our goal of 10 for this birthday month. And there's a ton of perks, by the way. Uh, a lot of bonuses you get when you join certified fans. Mm-hmm. I hope that you'll consider it and we can hit our birthday goal of 10 certified fans. So just text the word fans, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. Text fans to 888-Kramer8. And hopefully, Mom, I mean, mm-hmm. what do you think? It's it's mm-hmm. a pretty ambitious our average is three a month, so we've already hit five for this month. Can we hit five more? You think? <laughs> oh, I think so. I mean, I'm. I, it's my seventieth birthday. Right, Surely. it's a big one. It's a milestone. Surely. We should be able to do this. Surely, <laughs> there are four okay. more people out there. 
Then text FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. Mom, this is the last time we'll talk to you while you're 69. You want to say anything else for your last uh, last mm. podcast of age 69? Yeah, it's been great. And I hope we have many more podcasts. And I hope to continue to live my best life. Me too. Yes, very happy. Love you very much. Love you, darling, forever. All right, time for Mental Health Monday. This is my friend Leah Aguirre, who is a therapist in San Diego. And we just talk all things mental health, more of like think of it like you're a fly on the wall in a therapy session. And we can talk about anything. Sometimes we talk about relationships. Sometimes we just talk about mental health. Sometimes we talk about trauma. It's, it's really, it's all over. Leah's got a new book out, by the way, that we're going to talk about. We're trying to decipher if Leah is the genius that came up with the term anticipatory anxiety or... So you just I, that's, that's the, t- <laughs> that's the term that I use when, <laughs> when talking to clients about anxiety regarding an anticipated, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> anticipated event, anticipated event, like, like a job interview or like yeah, a day or we, we, we uh, understand. you got it, but I want right. to actually, I want it. What I want to do it's not is a, it's not a clinical term or a use like in a, the DSM. For that's example. DSM. Nobody, that's nobody knows what DSM diagnostical is. Diagnostical statistical manual. That's oh what we use gosh. to diagnose people, but it's not. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Why are we already fighting and it's 45 <laughs> seconds into this? Okay. Okay. Uh, no. Okay. So I want to use this episode. I want everyone to remember this because honestly, what I want to use this more for is because I'm the worst at this. And I had a friend that went through this, this last week where she had a inconclusive medical diagnosis come back. Mm-hmm. And was freaking out and had to and had to freak out for a couple of days before more testing could be done, right? Yeah. And I am awful in these moments. But I think that we we all are like this. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a health thing, but I feel like most of us struggle when it comes to waiting on news that could be not that great. You could use it yeah, in, in a work situation. Maybe you're waiting to hear if you got a job or not. And like that anticipation of every day of, you know, what's it going to be? It could be a health thing. could be a relationship thing. You know, if you're early, uh, maybe a you're early on. A, a friend is like, hey, uh, one example. Can we talk we get, later on? Oh, God. Hey, hey, can we talk? Hey, hey are you, you free to that? talk later? When it's said uh, like that, I know I've, I start spiraling. I'm like, what did I do? And, and then I start re- like going over my like text messages or like in my head, I'll be like, what was our last hangout like? Like what happened? Did I say I'm gonna anything text offensive? You every day. I'm going to literally text you every day that and just say, hey, can we talk? <laughs> just a God. spike anxiety. Around, around uh, lunchtime, I'll text you. That- <laughs> so what do we – I want to all use this as a – Let's all remember to come back to this moment when we're waiting to – when we have anticipatory anxiety, which may or may not be coined by Leah. Um, what in the world are we supposed to do in these moments? Because they're honestly – some of my worst memories of life have been mm. based around what's going to happen in some really scary moments. Panic. Okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm um, great at that part. <laughs> so like the what do we do? So – I'll use the example like you you talked about, and it's interesting. I was when you were talking about your friend getting those inconclusive results. I'm like just even picturing you being like having a trouble managing your own anxiety and and not projecting that onto her. Was well, that- yeah, because you know me, like I'm already freaking. I'm a hypochondriac. Like I'm just yeah, it freaks me out, and it freaks me out too. Like for the well being of a friend, you know. You're like I really hope you don't die. You're like telling her that. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just of picturing course. you. No, right, but I mean, it wasn't right, so- It wasn't a cute week last week wasn't a cute week. So yeah. I think, I mean, it's caught it. There's no, it, it sucks. So I think 
the whole self-compassion practice, which is something that I really go to personally and then also talk to my clients about is that mindfulness piece. So it's like, it's a three-part piece. So the first part is that mindfulness piece to acknowledge that feeling of anxiety and panic that's coming up. Because I think Mm -hmm. when we try to minimize it or dismiss it or discredit it, it can be, it can just create more anxiety and panic. So it's not really helpful. And then I think too, we can take it out on other people, right? If we're just pushing it down or, you know, um, it's so, so the first part is that mindfulness piece of like, is to acknowledge it that it's there. Right. I'm feeling anxiety right now. I'm worried about my friend. I'm concerned about her health. Right? Well, I'm, so I'm not even, okay. So I'm not even worried about it from the perspective of me as the friend. I'm just taking myself to have that feeling of when I'm waiting on some kind of like news results. When well, I'm waiting on. We can talk about that because that happened to me. I have a really good friend who had a concussion years ago from surfing and she's had some like migraine stuff and all this stuff that's been yeah. really hard. And she recently, like a doctor made like a very nonchalant comment about like, you potentially could have something in your spine that might need that might require a like essentially like a brain surgery surgery Ugh. and 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 he said it so flippantly and was like but it probably isn't that <laughs> and yeah. so she like, had so, to do so like take yourself to those moments then like when where she's for her well right so but the reason is I can't speak for her but in general even like me you know I felt anxiety for her I care deeply about her so that was kind of scary to know she has to wait and knowing she's freaking out but I really think it's just one day at a time. Um, and, and so it's acknowledging that anxiety and that fear. And then all we can do is focus on the right here, right now, because, and I, and I say this, and this is very dramatic, but I really do mean it. And I talk to clients about this as well is if save tomorrow, God forbid, like I, I get hit by a bus or, you know what I mean? Have us have a heart attack, whatever it is. Like I, I, my life ends tomorrow. I don't want to spend my whole day today for all day tomorrow until that time comes worrying about it and mm. being so caught up in my anxiety and panic. And that's just no way to live. So I talked to a client and, and it's very morbid, but it's true. It's like, we only really know we have right now and it's corny, but that's that whole mindfulness Buddhist, um, you know, value of just being present in the moment. We all have pain. And so to limit the suffering, cause that's what it is when we're panicked and we're So fearful. you're saying if you're waiting on some kind of news or, Right. And right. So it's let's, hard. Now let's, not, let's, it's not easy. We're not no, saying this is course. an easy thing. No, none of this is. But what I'm saying is I don't I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about coping methods for mm-hmm. moments like these. Um when there's like just, you know, could be some crazy ass news coming down the pike. Um so you're saying like you don't know, so why are you gonna spend, you know, do you want to spend the day being anxious, you know, not, not quite or, sure what's going to happen with or run, like you're letting your thoughts kind of run crazy, right? Like yeah. run amok. And is that helpful? It usually isn't helpful, right? It right. really isn't because we have zero, our thoughts are essentially just thoughts. And all we can do is come up with all the possible scenarios when we're thinking that, but we don't have, they're not actually fact and there's no truth to them. Right. Until we actually sure. get some kind of, you know, feedback, whether it's that, you know, talk from the talk with the friend that texted us earlier or the results from the doctor, like we don't have anything. So it's just, we create all these scenarios in our head that could in fact not be anywhere near the actual outcome. And it's not helpful because it doesn't actually prepare us for when things, when shit hits a fan, excuse me, but when it, when it does, that anxiety doesn't help us that we had earlier. That doesn't, it doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve us in the moment either. And I know it's hard because it, when we're feeling that fear and that panic, essentially our body's 
you know, detecting a threat. And so we yeah. want to go into that mode, but it's not helpful. It's not helpful for our mental health. It's not helpful for our physical health. And we really, it won't, that anxiety won't do anything for us that's productive and helpful. So I think the first thing, like I said, is acknowledging the fear and the anxiety and some of those thoughts that are coming up and knowing, okay, that's like, that's a real fear. That makes sense. And then what can I do right now to be more mindful and present? So it goes back to really just regulating your nervous system through deep breathing and distracting yourself with something healthy, like a go like exercising or doing something like that's mindful, like a puzzle or um, spending time with a close friend or watching a movie you love that you, you know, not just like binging a series with something you're like, Oh, I love this movie. It makes me laugh every time or something like that. So this idea of just trying to distract in a positive, helpful way. And then well, should uh-huh. you, this might just be my anxiety talking, but like, should you <laughs> prep yourself for the bad news? No. Cause it should you, it. should you prep no. yourself? Let's say that like, your boss says, hey, Friday or tomorrow, I need you to come to my office at 8, 8 a.m. and bring your stuff with you. You know, whatever. Like, should you? Well, that's different because if bring your stuff. Well, like maybe that- not bring your stuff, but like, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. <laughs> One of those vague emails or texts of like, hey, we really need to talk about this. You know, this is important. 8 a.m. be here. You know, um, should you should you mentally prep it all for the bad news that may well, be coming? I think you can do some, some like self-talk that's a little bit more grounding. Like you've handled really difficult situations before. You know what I mean? You've. Okay. You've like, you know, let's say it's like an end to a relationship. You've, you've, end, you've been in relationships that have ended before. Like you've been fine. You know, you have a lot of wonderful people in your life to support you. You can handle this. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's no, more not. Uh-huh. Versus like, all right, well, I better start putting my resume together. <laughs> right, right. I think okay. that's going to, yeah, no, no, no. And that's just going to, well, I'm going to die, you know, from this bad, uh, this bad diagnosis, you know, right. like yeah. maybe, maybe don't, don't allow space for that versus, Hey, you can handle it. Right. Like Whatever you, happens, you can handle it. Right. Yeah. There yeah, she is. That's why she's she a is. world famous therapist. Oh, God. <laughs> she is known by many people on states, many states. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Leah's got a new book that's coming out this I week. Do. It is this what week on the first. the first. The first is Saturday. But it, oh but, but if you order it right now, you probably can get it by Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday because everyone's getting it before the date that it's released. If you buy it through Amazon, so it's the Girl's Guide. This is a this is a mouthful. Ready? The Girl's Guide to Relationship Sexuality and Consent: Tools to Help Teens Stay Safe, Empowered, and Confident. Did you just read that, or did you? No, hmm, I've had it? to wow. say it a lot. I know, but but when they came up with the title, I had to like reference it a fair amount of times initially because we had come up with a t- title. They wanted something that helps. Anyways, boring. But yes, I've, I've like now <laughs> said it enough times where I can say it without looking at it, anything. So give me a thirty second synopsis of who needs this book and what it's about. So this book is really good. It's geared towards teen girls, twelve to eighteen. Um, also, folks that don't identify as female. It, but it's it is really specific to. Um, the female experience, especially in adolescence, and it helps young women. Um, and honestly, I feel like adults can actually b- benefit from this because none of us really had this education or had this education growing up. But it's a book that provides psychoeducation and um, activities to help girls explore what's important to them, their values, and give them skills and tips to help them navigate dating relationships, build self-confidence and, um, 
access their support system during those times that are really challenging for teen girls, like talking about sex, a break, you know, there being a breakup, dating someone they've met through social media. So it's really just a guide, as it's called, a guide for girls to make decisions and choices that can leave them feeling empowered. That's pretty cool. I like that. It is really cool. It is. It's not, Lee and I were talking about, or she was explaining earlier that, you know, there really isn't like a, we talk about sex ed, but we don't really talk about like relationship ed, you know? So this is kind of a, in that awkward age of life Mm -hmm. to have like something like this, I think is really cool. So yeah. Yeah. uh, Give me the full title again. Cause I'm not gonna, I'm gonna screw it up (laughs) again. Yeah. The, The girl's guide to relationship, sexuality and consent tools that I would just use that. Hopefully the search engine will find it from there. Uh, you can, where we can get we, on Amazon. So you can get on go. Amazon. You can get it. Um, I've linked it to my profile on Instagram at her true empowerment. So you can get it, click it there and get it there. Um, it's also, it also is being made for pre-order or made available for pre-order and will be available um, on October 1st at Barnes and Noble only online and target right now. Um, hopefully there's more need and, People want to see them on the shelves, but right now it's all online orders. You can also do, we also have the um, Kindle version or the ebook version as well. It's so exciting. So, this is like the real book book. She had a, your, your ebook earlier book in the year, book. but this is like a real printed copy this and everything been, else. This has been a three and a half years forever. in the making. Yeah, oh my say, gosh, it's been forever. It's a big one. But you know, I'm excited and we're doing a release party that you are not coming to. And yeah, well, you invited me and I'm like, it was like no, on a I Tuesday get it. night. I no, it's, <laughs> it's like, a Saturday night. It's a Saturday. Or Saturday. But either I was way. Like, no, I, I, I figured. I figured. Yeah, no, I get it. Very, I thank wasn't. Thank you for the invite. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. I'm there in spirit. Thank anyway, you. the book, go check it out. Check, check it out. It. Check it out. Check it out. You know what else I have today? <laughs> I've got my dermatology appointment for this jock itch. Which is still the thing, by the way. I've had this jock itch. I'm trying to think. I've had this jock itch for almost as long as we've been doing Certified Mama's Boy. <laughs> uh, it's been a year and a half, no joke, a year and a half that I've had this. Isn't that crazy? And like, so I'm finally, I can finally get into a doctor, which is pain in the ass. And uh, so hopefully today I will have some answers of why I have a raging case of jock itch. But other than that, I got nothing else going on. Until tomorrow. I love you. Have a great day, okay? Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.